Let me just eliminate all of the white noise for They're you. They're counting on you not understanding what this is all about. They want to create conflict. They want to create this chaos. They want you to be stupid. This is the Conservative Daily Podcast with Joe Waldman. Yeah, I'm a threat because I'm telling you what the Constitution says. And Max McGuire. The flak is the heaviest when the bomber is right above the target about to open the bomb bay doors. And now the Conservative Daily Podcast is on the air. Welcome back to another edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Happy Friday, everyone. I'm a little tired this morning because I was up all night watching Kevin McCarthy giving what is probably is the record for the longest speech ever given in the House of Representatives. They have had longer speeches in the Senate for standing filibusters. He spoke for over eight hours. Eight hours and 32 minutes last night. Why did he do that? Kevin McCarthy had to do that because Nancy Pelosi in the middle of the day yesterday decided that Thursday, yesterday, was the day where she was going to ram through the Biden Build Back Better agenda. Without giving it enough time, she was going to ram it through. Short notice. So in the House of Representatives, well, let's take a step back. In the Senate... They do have a thing called the filibuster, where if you speak for long enough, you can block it. And if you deny cloture, you can block it. The House of Representatives does not have a standing filibuster. And typically, when legislation comes to the floor, each side gets a certain amount of time to talk about it. There's two exceptions, though. On any piece of legislation, the Speaker of the House and the House Minority Leader, the two heads of their parties, can speak for as long as they like. Now, in the past, Nancy Pelosi has used this to to talk for a couple hours to try and get attention on things. But last night, Kevin McCarthy spoke for eight hours and 32 minutes. And he did this to block the bill from passing in the middle of the night. So they had to do it this morning, and they passed it. One Democrat voted against it. But other than that, they passed it. If if four Democrats had had abandoned it, it wouldn't have passed. That's, That's how narrow... That's how narrow the margin is. If four Democrats had voted no, it wouldn't have passed. They did this morning. But they would have done it last night while we were all sleeping had it not been for Kevin McCarthy. I mean, we do this podcast twice a day. We used to do it two hours back to back. And I can tell you, talking for two hours, you can already hear it a little bit in my voice, having to clear my throat. Talking for two hours and and, and talking intelligently about something for two hours, it's, it's not... I mean, it's not the hardest thing in the world, but it it does it does get a strain on you for McCarthy to go up there for eight and a half hours. It was pretty great. So, so we're gonna play a few of the clips because obviously I don't expect that you guys stayed up all night to watch it, and we can't obviously fit eight and a half hours into one episode this morning. But it's worth playing some of the clips of what he did last night, so you can see. Just how how epic the speech was. And I, I know we, we talk about this. All talk, no action. In this situation, the talk was the action. I mean, it, it's a it's a perfect, a perfect task for all talk, no action politicians because all they need to do to act is just to keep talking. Nonetheless, Kevin McCarthy spent eight and a half hours doing what the Democrats refused to do, actually going through what was in the bill. And if you've noted if you've participated in our facts blasts, in recent days, you'll notice that a lot of things he was mentioning are things that we were calling the Democrats out for. So hit that share button if you want to 
wake up and, and open the eyes of some of your liberal friends of just how bad this quote-unquote build back better build bill was. So why don't we start with, with cut number one, and this is going to be McCarthy basically just summarizing most of what's wrong with the bill. Mr. Producer, let's play cut one. So I ask you, is it right to raise taxes on small businesses whose only crime is making their product in America? Is it right to ignore the dire, desperate pleas of our border agents and pass a colossal amnesty for illegal immigrants during the middle of the largest wave of illegal immigration in human history? Is it right to cast a vote that will bring more drugs, more crime, more job losses into your communities? Is it the right to destroy safety to accommodate open borders? Is it right to tax the energy our seniors need to heat their homes in the winter? Is it right to cut taxes for the wealthiest Americans simply because they live in Nancy Pelosi's district or Senator Schumer's backyard? Is it right that $200 million goes to the Speaker's district for a park? Who's going to protect it? It's in San Francisco. Today is a day to make your choice. To make a choice for your community. So it's not the highest energy of speeches, but realize that this guy was doing this for eight and a half hours. <laughs> the beginning was much higher energy than towards the end. He went eight and a half hours. That's... It's a long time. As I said, the longest that anyone's ever spoken in the House of Representatives. And the reason that he, that he did this, as I said, was so the Democrats couldn't pass this bill in the dead of night. He spoke this long to force them to actually pass the bill this morning, which they did in the House of Representatives. They passed the radical, truly radical, far left, so-called Build Back Better plan in the House of Representatives. So now we have a real fight on our hands. Now we have to make sure that the Senate doesn't pass that bill. And I, I imagine the Senate's going to pass something, but we have to make sure that the Senate doesn't pass that bill. As long as the Senate doesn't pass that identical bill, it will go back to the House. And then, as I said, we peel off four Democrats and it dies. So that is the way to kill it. Now... <laughs> Ultimately, this needs 60 votes to pass, but they're going to try and ram this through through reconciliation again. That's that's their that's the way they go. Right. When Republicans are in power, they're only allowed to use reconciliation once a year. When Democrats are in power, they want to use it three, four times a year. Let's just pass everything. They're just cheaters. So we're going to go through some of the things that McCarthy said and pointed out 
things that we've been pointing out for a while of just how terrible, just how terrible this bill that Pelosi and the left just rammed through this morning, again, passing by four votes. So there's a lot of money that's going to go towards daycares, daycares, preschools, because they're going to fund childcare. That's uh, that that's their big plan. We're going to fund childcare. But what they did in the bill is they added provisions to make it harder for faith-based childcares and daycares to get that federal funding. They have rules basically that say everyone who takes care of children has to have a college degree geared towards taking care of children, which if you have ever been to a faith-based daycare or preschool, you know that a lot of times they don't have college-educated educators. They have priests, nuns, right? Or just volunteers. So here's McCarthy calling them out for deliberately defunding faith-based daycare and pre-care, uh, preschool options. Mr. Producer, play cut number two. His amendment is religious freedom amendment. See, it's personal to him. It's personal to a lot of his friends. That would pre- prevent discrimination against faith-based child care providers. Look, I remember when my kids were young, When we played sporting events and others, we went to the church. Why? Because we knew everybody. They knew us. We knew what was being taught. Isn't that interesting? I'd hate for government to get in the way of raising your children with faith. Wouldn't that go against the founding of our country? I'm not a history major, but weren't there a lot of people that helped found the country because of religious freedom? I'm surely we can't change that now. The Democrat bill includes a constitutionally questionable prohibition on religious affiliated child care providers from receiving funds under the bill. Whoa! Did you know that, Madam Speaker? They're deliberately, deliberately cutting religious preschools and daycares out of federal funding. That's evil. It is evil. I mean, me and, me and my wife, we're looking at putting our son in preschool next year. And we're looking at, among the public options, we're looking at Catholic options. Now, if this bill becomes law, those faith-based preschools, daycares, will not be able to receive federal funding. So they'll, have to, they'll cost more than the non-religious, than the, uh, the asecular, the secular uh, preschools. It's just evil. It's completely and totally evil. And we see this going on with Biden, too, going after parents. It's all about going after parents. You don't have the right to decide what's best for your child from an education point of view. You're not allowed to. I mean, you can put them in faith-based daycares, but it's going to be more expensive. going to drive them out of business. And if you dare fight back against the school boards, we're going to investigate you. Send the black helicopters. They've actually sent black helicopters over 
school board meetings in Northern Virginia. This is a direct attack, not only on your faith, but your ability as parents to decide what's best for your children. And even if you don't have a school-aged child, your, your, your power as grandparents to decide what's best for your children. Don't underestimate the power that grandparents, grandmas, grandpas have in making sure that their grandchildren have a quality education. They don't want you to have a role either. They want government to decide, and they want secular educators to be the ones teaching your children. So here, here's a bit from the speech, again, eight and a half hour speech last night, where McCarthy attacks, goes after Joe Biden for literally sicking the FBI and DOJ on school board, on parents at school board meetings. Ms. Booster, we're going to play cut number three. We trust parents. I don't know if you heard, we introduced a parent's bill of rights. I never thought there'd be a day that the Federal Bureau of Inst Investigation, FBI, would go after parents simply because they went to a school board meeting and lie to Congress about it. It took a whistleblower to come forward. This podcast is sponsored by Air Med Care Network, the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital. We don't get to choose when a disaster strikes. You don't get to choose how you get taken to the hospital. Anyone who has been taken to a hospital or has a loved one who's gone to a hospital by ambulance, you know it's very expensive and you know insurance won't usually cover it. Well, when you have to be airlifted by a helicopter, it's much more expensive. And yeah, insurance won't cover that either. Air Med Care Network exists to make sure you don't risk bankruptcy in the event that someone in your house has to be airlifted to a hospital for medical treatment. So when you sign up at the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily, not only are they going to give you coverage for your entire household for one year for $85, but they're also going to give you money back up to 50 bucks, depending on how many years you sign up for. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. Live out. And, he, and he's right. Cut it there, but it took a whistleblower. A whistleblower had to come forward and blow the whistle. Because under oath, Merrick Garland testified that the FBI DOJ was not using counterterrorism, counterterrorism agents to go after parents. That was his testimony under oath. Now we know that a whistleblower has come forward and has given documents to Senate and, and House Republicans proving beyond any doubt that Merrick Garland lied under oath. So where is his indictment? Right? Where is his indictment? Where is his grand jury? Where are the charges against him? Oh, wait. He's in charge of the DOJ, so he would have to charge himself. Huh. It, it, <laughs> is that funny? When Democrat attorneys general lie before Congress, they get away with it. They get away with it, but they sick the DOJ on any conservative who dares defy the leftist agenda. So a lot, a lot of what <clears throat> McCarthy did last night was spending time talking about the different amendments that Republicans tried to add to the bill. And there were over 600 amendments that Republicans filed and that Democrats rejected, either in committee or on the floor. One of those amendments would have prohibited any of your tax dollars from going to the Chinese Communist Party. I mean, it seems like it's it's kind of a no-brainer. If we are already borrowing money from the Chinese, 
why would we possibly give them money and just pay interest on it? I mean, it makes no sense whatsoever. So this amendment was designed to make sure that none of the funding in these bills could ever be funneled to the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> surprise, surprise, Democrats voted it down. Ms. Bruce, let's play cut number four. Now, her amendment that would prohibit funds from going to entities tied to the Chinese Communist Party. Come on! Seriously! I'm serious! This is an amendment that was rejected! You can't make it up. It's almost like a Seinfeld episode at this point. It's almost like a Seinfeld episode, right? Oh, right, we're, we're not allowed, we're not going to send money to the Chinese Communist Party. Nope, nope, we're not going to let that amendment pass. No way. It's just, it's insane at this point. Going to send money to the Chinese Communist Party, the same political party that's behind the either the leak or the deliberate release of the co- coronavirus, COVID-19, right? I mean, we, <laughs> Joe Biden had a whole meeting with the Chinese premier. She. And not once did they talk about how coronavirus was leaked from the lab or released from the lab. Not once. Not once did Joe Biden talk about China paying reparations to the United States and the world for the damage they caused. Not once. Not instead. <laughs> Joe Biden basically tucked his tail between his legs on Taiwan and said, oh, oh, because the Chinese premier actually threatened to burn Biden. He said, you're going to get burned if you side with Taiwan, so Biden being the, the good little dementia patient that he is, tucked tail and, and ran away on Taiwan. This is the same Chinese Communist Party the Democrats now want to funnel money to. Again, there was an amendment introduced to outlaw that. And Democrats said, no, we want to make sure that we keep that avenue open. Insane. Got to step away real quick to remind you to check out the Conservative Daily store, store.conservative-daily.com. If we put up my screen, Mr. Producer, today we're highlighting, again, the Unvaccinated Lives Matter t-shirt. Unvaccinated Lives Matter. Go to store.conservative-daily.com or use the link in the description to pick up your Unvaxed Lives Matter shirt. And make sure you wear it to family gatherings. (laughs) I'm a big proponent of this. I get it. Like, oh, no politics at the table. I think we're past that as a country, though. I think we're past that as a country. I think we really need to bring politics to the Thanksgiving table, to the Christmas table. Um, I mean, Thanksgiving for sure. You bring your politics there, you're gonna you're gonna see who you're not getting Christmas presents for this year, right? You get into some of these political discussions, helps you cross some names off your Christmas shopping list. So for that reason alone, I, I highly recommend you get an unvaccinated Lives Matter T-shirt. Any of our T-shirts are great icebreakers at family gatherings if you know there's a couple lefties who are going to be coming. So yeah, go to store.conservative-daily.com and pick up your Unvaccinated Lives Matter t-shirt today. We can take that down now. So as I said, Kevin McCarthy, eight and a half hour speech. We're not going to be able to play it all. And I don't want to play it all because a lot of it was him just reading from binders. But he made a lot of really good points and it's what we've been talking about forever. It's almost like he watches the show and just was just was taking all of our messaging. But something he really did mention, which is really true, is when you spend trillions of dollars, you're going to make inflation worse. 
You can't spend trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars without making inflation worse. Mr. Producer, we're going to play right now. Cut number five. Let's go. That CBO report said a growing debt burden could increase the risk of a fiscal crisis and higher inflation as well as undermining confidence in the U.S. dollar, making it more costly to finance public and private activity in the international markets. I'll guarantee you this, Madam Speaker, the dollar won't be the world currency then. The CBO report, they reported that with the growing debt and the rising interest rates, the net spending for interest more than triples the relative size of the economy over the last two decades of the projection period, accounting for most of the growth in total deficits. I guess you're going to have to hire more IRS agents. A New York Times article reported that the CBO warned that such high debt levels will lift borrowing costs, slow economic output, and raise the risk of a financial crisis. The Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget, a fiscal watchdog group, warned after a preliminary forecast was released last month that the nation's long-term outlet was an air raid siren that couldn't be heard for miles. Going to drag us towards a fiscal crisis. Going to drag us towards higher inflation. I mean, this is all the stuff should go without saying. <clears throat> and realize Democrats were trying to vote on this while you were all sleeping. That was their goal. To pass this massive inflation-causing fiscal crisis causing bill in the middle of the night while everyone was sleeping ha- knowing that no one there read it just gonna just gonna vote and pass it it's evil that's the only way to describe this it is evil it makes you wonder if democrats were willing to fight this hard to push their agenda through what the hell were republicans doing for two years under unified de- government under trump couldn't even repeal obamacare They spent four years, four plus years, promising to repeal Obamacare the minute that they got power. Couldn't even do it. Anyway, so the speech lasted so long that McCarthy had to get fed new binders. There was a little bit of a funny moment where he had to have a new binder and everyone applauded. Ms. Bruce, let's play this real quick. Cut number six. You know what? I talked a lot about this, Bill. I want to save this for later. Madam Speaker, I got a new binder. (laughs) So at this point, the Democrats had left. There's no Democrats there. Maybe there's a couple. All the Democrats had showed up expecting, because traditionally, the way that this works is the, the Speaker of the House and the uh, House Minority Leader, are allotted one minute. But under the rules and under tradition, they're not kept to that one minute. They're allowed to talk for as long as they want. So all the Democrats had shown up to vote on the bill because they expected that McCarthy would talk for a couple minutes, but certainly wouldn't talk for eight and a half hours. So they thought they were going to vote on this last night. When it became clear that he was running out the clock, 
they left. They just went home. They abandoned it. I mean, this is where, again, as I said, it's a weird situation where all talk, no action politicians actually are able to take action simply by talking. He's kept talking. This, this is his perfect job. He's been waiting for this moment his entire life. Oh, you're telling me I can actually accomplish something just by talking? Wow, sign me up. But, you know, he was speaking to, there was, you see a bunch of Republicans behind him, but there were barely any Democrats there. Nancy Pelosi certainly wasn't there. When he says, Madam Speaker, Mr. Speaker, he's not actually talking to Nancy Pelosi. He's talking to other people who are filling in as Speaker temporarily while she's not there. <laughs> so, yeah, they gave him a bunch of binders throughout the night. It's funny. They just kept kept writing, kept writing it. And when you have a bill this big, there's so much to talk about. I mean, lots of times talking filibusters at the resort to, I mean, Ted Cruz did one where he read Dr. Seuss books. You've seen talking filibusters where they've read the phone book. Because like on the Senate side, the rule is you just have to keep talking. You're not allowed to give up the podium. Can't run out to go to the bathroom. Can't leave to eat or you can drink while you're there. So Ted Cruz read, I think it was Hop on Pop. People have read the phone book. But when you have a bill in the House side that's this evil, you can just talk about what's in it. That's all you got to do. And this is a provision that we've been trying to blow the whistle on for a couple months. Ever since they originally drafted it. And it is talking about the Hyde Amendment. The Hyde Amendment was passed in the mid-1970s after Roe v. Wade. And it's a very simple concept. Even if abortion is going to be legal, it is unconscionable to force Americans to pay for it. That the federal government should have no role in paying for or subsidizing elective abortion procedures. We're not talking about Medicaid where it's somehow medically necessary. I don't even believe in medical, medically necessary abortions, but I'm told that there are rare cases. Fine. Now, the Hyde Amendment deals with elective abortions. People say, hey, I just don't want the baby. Let's get an abortion. The Hyde Amendment has made sure that when they do that, they're not sticking you with the bill. That has been law every single year since the mid-1970s. Every single year, Congress has passed it. And a lot of times it's been Democrats who have passed it because they understood that abortion is far too divisive of an issue to expect the American people to pay for it. Well, for the first time ever since the 1970s, the House of Representatives just passed a spending bill that does not include the Hyde Amendment. What that means is if this becomes law, anyone on Medicaid who walks into Planned Parenthood and says, I want an abortion, will get the government to pay for it. So not only are taxpayers on the hook with paying for this evil, but it is a direct, a direct lifeline to Planned Parenthood because they can charge whatever they want. Obviously, you're going to have Medicaid negotiate prices down. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure they'll get the best deal for killing an unborn child. But this is quite literally an injection of cash into Planned Parenthood because now cost isn't even a concern. So, oh, oh, you have Medicaid. Come on in. Let's go. It's evil. And you're paying for it. So Joe says you have to, you have to work 8 to 12 hours. <laughs> half your day, half of your day goes towards paying the government. Realize that while you are working like a dog, while the sweat is pouring down your brow, realize what you're paying for. You, are now, you, you will be paying for abortion if this becomes law. That is how evil this bill is. 
And McCarthy brought it up yesterday. He had to. Mr. Brewster, let's play cut number seven. Can we play cut seven? I know the debate of abortion is controversial. But what has been around for 20, 30 years? We agreed both. Whether you support abortion or not, don't take American taxpayer money and make them spend on it. That was fair. That was where we came. That's where we found compromise. That's what America looks at when they look at this body. Year after year. It wouldn't matter if you were in power or we were in power. We all kept our word. If you've been here longer than one term, you have voted for the Hyde Amendment. Your leadership, Speaker Pelosi, Steny Hoyer, Clyburn, years upon years they've been here, they supported it. One party rule, one year. And that is the ultimate message. They had one party rule for one year, and this is the crap that they're pushing through. Again, for anyone just joining, it does not include the Hyde Amendment. For the first time since the 1970s, the federal government, if this becomes law, the federal government, a.k.a. you, because they're using your tax dollars, will be in the abortion business, will, will literally directly pay for abortion. We've talked about this on the show, the accounting tricks that abortion clinics, abortion butcher shops that they use to get around these bans, right? They're not allowed to, to charge the government for the abortion procedure, so they charge the government for the receptionist right? For the nurses, for the equipment, for the rent, for the electricity bill, right? They, they pass those costs onto the government knowing that they can't actually pay for the procedure itself. Like, oh yeah, we, we need the government to pay for the training of the abortionists. Well, not the, not the, uh, not the actual procedure itself, just send them to go learn how to do them. Those are kind of the abortion, the accounting tricks that these butcher shops use. They don't need to do that anymore. They can literally say, oh yeah, Mr. Government, <laughs> federal government, we performed 10 abortions today at 500 bucks a pop. You owe us $5,000. And the government will cut them a check using your tax dollars. Those same tax dollars, as we just covered, will not be allowed to go to faith-based daycares or faith-based preschools. So they are literally forcing you to participate in evil. And if you want some of those tax dollars that you pay in to help your child go to a faith-based daycare, nope, can't go to that. It can go to kill the babies. It can't go to teach the babies the love of Christ. No, that's not allowed. Can't have that happen. Do you see how evil these people are? This is what one party rule looks like over one year. I don't want Republicans to do. I wouldn't have wanted Republicans to do anything like this. It would have been nice for them to use one party rule that they had for two years in a row to do something to protect the Second Amendment. Well, that's actually not fair. They did actually pass a, a Congressional Review Act resolution to get rid of um, Obama's uh, mental health gun ban. Remember, they were Obama was going after senior citizens who had checked a box on a form saying they needed help with their finances. 
and using that to basically get rid of their gun rights. So the Republicans did do that, but that was in the first month or two. For the remainder of their control of Congress, they did nothing on the Second Amendment but help Democrats chip it away bit by bit by bit. It would have been nice to see Republicans do that. It would have been nice to see Republicans actually repeal Obamacare. It would have been nice to see Republicans legislatively take down the deep state. I mean, imagine what they could have accomplished if they wanted to work with Trump. A lot of the problem, a lot of the problem was that they didn't actually want Trump to win. These people wanted Trump to lose. We, we've talked about Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan hoped that Trump would have lost. They would, they would have much rather had a President Hillary Clinton because Republicans at that time, and still many of them are still in power today, would much rather be a loud and angry minority so they can fundraise without actually having to do anything. So they squandered two years. Look at, look at Democrats. One party rule. Now they have lots of friction within their party. Nothing's, nothing's perfect whatsoever. But they're actually passing things. And they are evil, evil bills. So yeah, if you're just joining us, congratulations. The next time you go to work, recognize that you're going to be helping fund some abortions. Hope you're okay with that. I hope, I hope that wakes some people up. People, I, I heard it so much in 2020. People who are Christians saying, I can't vote for Trump. Why? Oh, he's crude. He curses. Okay, so you're going to vote for, for the murder of, of little babies. Got it. I hope this wakes people up. I really do. <laughs> We're talking about innocent lives. There's a number attached to this of how many babies, more, more babies will die because of this. It's not like they're just going to take the same number and have us fund it. No, abortion will go up. It's disgusting. People always forget also who founded Planned Parenthood. Yeah, what no, Margaret Sanger. Purpose. Margaret Sanger, eugenicist, wanted to rid the world of black people. Yeah, no, evil, evil, evil. So McCarthy also talked a lot about the border because there's a lot of provisions in this bill to give amnesty to illegal aliens. This whole fight, I mean, for decades, we were talking about so-called comprehensive immigration reform. Remember, we've heard that for decades from Republicans and Democrats. Democrats tried to ram through their clean amnesty bill last night in the dead of night. They tried to just ram it through. Amnesty for illegal aliens, something like 11 plus million illegal aliens, even if they have a criminal record. I will say that again. Even illegal aliens with criminal records would qualify for amnesty under the bill that they just passed. And they tried to ram it through in the middle of the night while you were all sleeping. And it's not comprehensive. Comprehensive, all that means is that Republicans were going to get some of what they want. Democrats were going to get some of what they want. There was going to be fixes to the asylum system. There was going to be border wall construction. In exchange, there would be some amnesty. That's what the word comprehensive immigration reform means. Last night was not comprehensive. They had a clean amnesty, which means amnesty without any border security, without any fixes to the asylum system. Basically saying, if you come here again, we'll do it again. Anyone who comes here after this will do it again. This is why we're seeing the surge at the border. Because these amnesty provisions go into effect the minute that Joe Biden signs them for anyone who was in the country before Joe Biden signed it. 
So yeah, Barack Obama was a terrible person. At least he had the decency when he passed his amnesty to say, okay, you had to have been here five to 10 years ago, at least. New arrivals don't count. But no, this, this with the Democrats, amnesty will go to any illegal alien that is in the country at the time that Joe Biden signs it. Even if they have just stepped one pinky toe onto U.S. soil, it counts. Even if they have a criminal record, they can go to prison for up to two years and automatically qualify for asylum under the Democrats' plan. Two, they can have two misdemeanors, right? So they can go to prison two different times for 364 days each, and they would still qualify. The Democrats, under their plan, if you go to prison for four years, you can qualify. You just have to ask for extra permission. This is evil. Have you noticed it yet? Where is the funding for the American people? Talking about sending money to China, the Chinese Communist Party. Talking about using your tax dollars to kill children. To shut down faith-based preschools. To keep the border wide open because this also defunds Border Patrol. It also plays the same funding games. I get it. Funding bills aren't particularly sexy. I get it. And the way that they're written is designed so that you don't really understand what happens, which is why we fight so hard to make sure you understand exactly what's in it. The way that they fight Border Patrol is by deliberately limiting how much money can go towards detention. So they have a a limit. They have a cap on how much Border Patrol is allowed to spend on any day on beds, how many beds Border Patrol is allowed to own in their detention facilities. The reasoning being, if we can limit the number of beds, then you can limit the number of illegal aliens who get detained because you can't detain people if you don't have enough beds. Now, in emergencies, they end up packing these illegal aliens in like sardines, but eventually they have to get released because the law doesn't allow you to have illegal aliens sleeping on the floor, sleeping on top of other people. You need to have a bed. So the funding, the way they they get rid of it, they fight it, is by deliberately defunding detention beds. That's in there. They cut Border Patrol's funding. They're prohibiting Border, border Patrol from hiring anyone. So all, lots of Border Patrol agents, we've, we've had a few on the show, have been retiring because they just say, hey, it's not worth it. Not allowed to rehire. We talk about the caravan of between 100 and 200,000 illegal aliens expected to cross sometime this month or early next month. There won't be enough Border Patrol agents to stop them. And so this plan prohibits Border Patrol from hiring new agents. They're allowed to hire new caretakers. So if they want to hire someone to change an illegal alien's diaper, they can. If they want to hire a Border Patrol agent to arrest them, they cannot. Do you see how evil this is? They can buy diapers, yes. They cannot buy guns. Nope. It's evil. There's really no other way to to say it. So Kevin, Kevin McCarthy broke it down. We have a couple clips of him talking about the border. Here's him saying, quite clearly, open borders make us all losers. Mr. Producer, we're going to play cut number eight. We've seen it time and time again. Allowing illegal immigration fuels more illegal immigration. Talking about amnesty is a public relations coup for the coyotes. We've seen this before. The losers, however, would be the rule of law, legal immigration, and most importantly, American citizens. 
I mean, it's it's spot on. It's spot on. Here's the next clip where he he points out again. I, it's weird even saying this because it just all this should go without saying, and yet he had to say it because they were going to pass this without anyone knowing what's actually in it. Talking about just how unfair amnesty is to everyone involved, Mr. Producer. Let's go to cut number nine. So yes, we are a nation of immigrants, but we're also a nation of laws. Amnesty is unfair. To everyone who plays by the rules, whether they are American citizens or legal immigrants, it depressed wages, reward lawbreaking, and strained public resources. That is why Republicans reject the growing calls by Democrats to defund ICE and open our borders to everyone. Again, all this should just be common sense. All of this should just be common sense, and yet he has to say it because while you were all sleeping, Democrats tried to ram this through. They had to wait eight and a half hours because of McCarthy, ruined all their plans, ruined their plan for a long weekend. They were planning on already being gone. As, as insignificant as this eight and a half hour speech might seem, at the very least, it forced every Democrat to buy a new plane ticket. <laughs> <laughs> to cancel their dinner plans, to leave, to have to spend one more day in Washington, D.C. when they plan to go home. So if, if only for that, for that little bit of resistance, it's worth it. But no, ultimately, Kevin McCarthy had to stop speaking at some point. He was able to go eight and a half hours. And this morning, Democrats came back in and they passed it. It by the slimmest of margins. Again, if four Democrats had voted no, if four more Democrats had voted no, it doesn't pass. That's how close this is. And that's how important the midterm elections are. I cannot stress enough. I know we have lots of disagreements and there's lots of Republicans that I wish weren't in, in power, right? I mean, Dan Crenshaw is one of them. I like him as a person. He has too many positions I disagree with. But ultimately, when Dan Crenshaw is on the ballot next November, everyone in his district, you got to vote for him. Because, I mean, if you want to defeat him, do, do it in the primary, right? But at, at the end of the day, when you reach the actual general election, you have to vote for the Republican on the ballot because even spineless Republicans are better than this. Not a lot, but they're still better than this. Like, I, I, have, lo I have plenty of qualms with Kevin McCarthy. Right. I mean, I, I applaud what he did last night. It doesn't it doesn't give him a free pass. But even he obviously he's better than Nancy Pelosi. And there was something that they mentioned yesterday, which I was trying to get the clip of and I couldn't get it in time. Kevin McCarthy from the floor of the House said he warned Democrats that if Republicans win. They might install Donald Trump as the Speaker of the House. I'm going to explain exactly how that would work in a second. But before that, got to mention this podcast is sponsored by Liberty Cigars. Go to libertycigars.com, libertycigars.com. And when you use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, -E, you're going to get a free Patrick Henry cigar added on top of all orders over $76. They have great cigars, and they're all historically themed. So you can get a President Series, Founder Series. You can learn a little bit about history and get a great smoke. So again, go to libertycigars.com, use promo code BEFREE, and get a free Patrick Henry cigar on top of all orders over $76. Get it in time for the holidays. I'm sure your friends or family will love it. 
So as I just mentioned, one of the things that Kevin McCarthy said, don't have the clip for it, was warning Democrats that they might end up in <laughs> installing Donald Trump as Speaker of the House, which people might seem a little confused. How could that possibly happen? Technically, the Speaker of the House does not need to be an elected member of Congress. It always has been that way, but nowhere in the Constitution does it require that the Speaker be elected. The Speaker is selected by the by the majority party, but does not have to be an actual elected congressman or congresswoman. So, <laughs> hear, hear me out. Next year, Republicans retake the House. Donald Trump and and have gained a supermajority in the Senate. It'd be hard to do, but possible. They then impeach and convict Joe Biden and Kamala Harris at the same time, making Donald Trump president of the United States again. Far-fetched. <laughs> Will it happen? Probably not, but it could. And it'd be really funny if it did. <laughs> You'd have to impeach Joe Biden and Kamala Harris at the same time. Otherwise, um, it, it wouldn't work. But still possible. Gonna, gonna mention, <laughs> if, if anyone woke up and you just had like a little feeling of chills go down your spine today, if you just said, woke up and said, this day is just not a good day, a feeling of gloom coming over you, almost like a, a Dementor from the Harry Potter series is floating by. The reason for that, the reason that you woke up in a foul mood is that Kamala Harris is technically acting president today. Yeah, I know. I know. God help us all. Kamala Harris is acting president today because Joe Biden is having a colonoscopy. Promises that's all that's happening. Just a colonoscopy. But he's going under anesthesia. So Kamala Harris will be president for a couple hours today. And the left is already celebrating. This woman has an approval rating in the 20s. In the 20s. And she technically, for a couple of hours today, will be president. Now she probably won't try and do anything crazy. Maybe she will. I don't know. I mean, apparently her and Biden are, are fighting like cats and dogs these days. But yeah, just wanted to let everyone know if 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 you woke up just feeling a, a, a feeling of dread this morning, this is why. We've also heard rumors, and I, I don't like to spread the rumors too much, but I, I've seen them reported and we've heard them from our people in D.C., that the House of Representatives has begun talking about confirmation hearings, which might not seem like a big deal, but the House of Representatives doesn't hold confirmation hearings. The Senate is responsible for confirmation hearings. The House of Representatives, there might be another exception or two, to my knowledge, only holds confirmation hearings when it comes to replacing a vice president. I'll say that again. The House of Representatives holds confirmation hearings. They're, they don't do cabinet officials. They don't do judges. They hold confirmation hearings when it comes to replacing a vice president. So there's really only three possibilities for why they need to even dust off the books on holding confirmation hearings. One, Kamala Harris resigns because her and Biden are, are at it like cats and dogs. Two, Kamala Harris becomes president by Joe Biden dying or resigning or whatever. Equally, that's even more terrifying. And this is a weird one, but one we've been hearing more and more. The third option, third possibility of why they need to hold uh, confirmation hearings is if a vacancy on the Supreme Court 
became available and Joe Biden nominated Kamala Harris to fill it. That is something that has been gaining more steam in the rumor mills. Obviously, there isn't a vacancy, but apparently the Biden White House is trying to figure out ways to get rid of Kamala Harris, <laughs> to get rid of her because she's just a queen bee in the White House and no one wants her around anymore. So that is a rumor that is floating. Just wanted to give everyone's a heads up. It is is a scary rumor. But those are pretty much the three reasons that Congress would need to hold confirmation hearings. The fact that the Democrats in Congress are even holding meetings on how to conduct a confirmation hearing. That should tell you a lot. That should tell you a lot. So back to this. Enough about Kamala Harris. It's ruining my day. I'm already getting goosebumps just thinking about how evil she is. McCarthy ended his speech with a promise that Republicans will always fight. I hope he, I hope he means it, but I want to play this for you. Ms. Bruce, let's play cut number 11. This evening showed that no matter the time, the day or the circumstances, house Republicans will always fight for you, fight for your family and fight for our country. With that, Madam Speaker, I yield back. So that was the end of his speech. But before he ended, he did give a warning to Democrats. He did give a warning that Nancy Pelosi said that this was her her biggest achievement. He warned Democrats not to allow them to be roped into it. Mr. Brewster, let's play the last cut, cut 12. If you vote for the bill, I hope you know it's wrong. If you hand your voting card over to Speaker Pelosi, if you put partisanship above people, that same fate awaits in 355 days. But that future is not set yet in stone. You have a chance, a chance to make a choice. And don't worry, you all don't have to do it. Just five. That's all, just five. That choice is not the speaker's choice. Because I can almost certainly promise you there's a good chance she won't be here to face the consequences before voting for this bill. Madam Speaker, I don't know. I don't know in history has there been a speaker that in three months, when you're working on the most important bill, the culmination of your career, that you've been able to go to Europe three times in three months. I'm not sure if there are shirts with cities on it and a tour. But the only thing I would say, Madam Speaker, If the floor and the rules are going to change like this, people should stay for the consequences if they believe in them. That is, in her own words, the culmination of her career. That's what she said at the press conference. Now the question, Madam Speaker, for all of you, do you want it to be the culmination of yours?
The big question. And he mentioned there that they needed five Democrats to jump ship. They got one, which is why I mentioned they really only need four more. And that's why we'll be running a fax blast on this today, because just because the House passed this doesn't mean it's over. The chances of the Senate passing the same exact bill probably slim to none. I cannot imagine Joe Manchin signing on to get rid of the Hyde Amendment. I can't see that winning. I can't see him passing Green New Deal stuff and killing jobs in West Virginia. So we're going to fight like hell to stop the Senate from passing this bill or at the very least, the same exact bill. Then it goes back to the, the House. Remember, because the House and the Senate have to pass the exact same bill. So then we get another bite at this apple. And this is why it was so important that McCarthy stalled long enough to have them vote today instead of in the middle of the night. Because being forced to vote when Americans are awake is, is much harder than while we're all sleeping. So now people are waking up. People are starting to see what happened, what they just did. Which is why I strongly encourage everyone, participate in our fact spots, reach out to your congressman, your senator, and put pressure on them, whether they're Republicans or Democrats, put pressure on them. Do not underestimate the power of your voice, the efficacy of your voice. Do not underestimate it. Because this is not a moment where we can afford to sit back and just watch. We need to take action. We need to we need to put the fear of God, the fear of the American electorate back into these cowards and force them to stop this. Gonna, before we leave, remind everyone, head over to MyPillow, MyPillow.com. Use promo code CD21, Charlie Delta 21 to get up to 66% off on your order. Great American company. Mike Lindell needs our help. Shop American, buy American. And give your friends and family one of the great products from MyPillow this holiday season. And make sure you use promo code CD21 to get up to 66% off. We can take that down. That's going to be it for this edition of the Conservative Daily Podcast. If you like the podcast, make sure you sign up for the audio version. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, all great places. Make sure you sign up and subscribe. If you can, do it on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review so we can climb up in the rankings. We go live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Eastern, so tune in for that. And if you need a little help, need a little reminder, you can join our text club by texting the word FREEDOM to 89517, and you'll get a text alert before we go to air telling you what we're talking about and how, when, and where you can watch. So that's going to be it for this edition of the podcast. My name is Max McGuire. Remember, everyone, that the fight to take back our country is not over, but the only way we win is if we all stand up and fight together.